0: I think Texas A&M heading to Oxford to play Ole Miss could be a trap game for Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels. You are Locked On Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome on into Locked on Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked on Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code College for $20 off your first purchase. Looking, getting ready for this Ole Miss game. We've moved on past the South Carolina game. Aggies coming off a big victory. Now you got to get ready to head to Oxford to take on Ole Miss, take on Lane Kiffin. And I noticed something. I'm going to be honest with you. I hadn't noticed until just now, and I don't know if this is being discussed as much as it should be. Ole Miss has to play Georgia. The week after they get done with Texas A and M, so not you know not this obviously not this upcoming Saturday because that's when the Aggies are in town, but after this weekend when Ole Miss plays Texas A and M next weekend they have to get in the bus and head on down to Athens to take on the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. I, 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 you know, you talk about a trap game. This has the perfect making for a trap game an early kickoff, an 11 kickoff, noon kickoff, wherever you're at, then you take on, you have to try and win that game and then go play the Georgia Bulldogs. No, that is the exact definition of a trap game. And a lot of times, you know, trap games are against like, well, we play Mississippi State and then, bama next week and you know so we're looking past mississippi state so knowing that this is a trap game against you know tech with texan that is a solid talented football team i i just my opinion on the matter is as follows i think narratives in football games are a big deal you know if it's like the it's it's this guy's return game you know uh, this guy played for the falcons for 10 years and and it was uh there's bad blood between the him and the organization and now he's back playing for the jets and he's angry narratives lead to good performances i just i'm a believer in narratives affecting football games this being a trap game and like i said i haven't heard it discussed much but I mean, I just those are the things that if the word trap game gets pushed into people's heads, you know, if it gets to the Ole Miss locker room somehow, that's how you start to kind of, well, overthink things. And I just look at this and I think that we've talked about the importance of this game for Texas A&M. I mean, this game is everything. This this game this game needs to be your Super Bowl. This game needs to be your everything. You gotta you gotta come out firing to where. The fans are like, no, oh, this is the Super Bowl. They're putting everything into this. You know, we always hear that excuse. We need to see that that kind of fire from Texas A&M because you got to win this game. You're shot at nine and three. Obviously, as I joked yesterday, if you want to go nine and three, you can't lose again. But the importance—I I talked about yesterday how I think if you want to go at least, you know. It, if you want to go, if you don't go nine and three, I have just this weird feeling that if they lose to Ole Miss, they're going to lose to LSU too. You got to win this football game. Not going to be easy. This is a good team. Ole Miss is a good football team. Their defense. We, you know, we talked about, about. A lot of people talk about that. Well, Ole Miss and LSU are the two teams that they have a great offense, but they play no defense. Ole Miss's defense is fine. It's not the best in the conference. It's not elite. It's not the best defense. All right. Uh, yeah, it's not the best defense of all time, but it is a fine defense in the SEC. On top of what they have on offense, it's a good Ole Miss football team. Lane Kiffin's put together a good team. You've got to be careful with this team. I've talked about. So now we're going to kind of run through some things that you got to do to win this game. First thing, and it's kind of similar to what we talked about last Saturday with Spencer Rattler. You got to slow dart. Dart is a good quarterback. I was not – last year what we saw from Dart and then knowing that Lane Kiffin went to get a couple guys from the portal and went to get Sanders, and he went to get somebody else. I think it might have been that LSU guy. But, um, you know, went to get a couple guys in the portal. That's why in the offseason I was like, huh, does Kiffin not like Dart? Has Dart not played up to Coach Kiffin's expectations? What's going on there? But then Dart won the job. And he's been good. He has this old Miss football team in a good in a good spot. So I mean, you just you have to be careful with him. Let's pull up Dart's numbers on the year and run through those. So Jackson Dart, he is 136 for 212 on the year, 64.2 completion percentage, 2080 yards. 14 touchdowns to four interceptions. Now he also runs the football, 85 for 326, 3.8 yards per carry, 68 um man, he had a 68-yard run. Wow. And then seven touchdowns on the ground, so 14 through the air, seven on the ground for uh for Ole Miss's quarterback Jackson Dart, which once again, I always I feel bad when I don't say this when talking about him. That is the most awesome quarterback name, Jackson Dart. I just have to always say that. But yeah, Dart has been good this year. He's been sacked 19 times. That's one of those things. They've played eight games, but I like seeing that, you know, you hate seeing the quarterback where it's like, well, he's only been sacked uh, seven times on the year. Nobody can get to him. People 19 sacks proves to me that you can get after this guy, especially when you, when you're texting him and you have one of the best pass rushes in all college football, especially all the SEC. So, um stopping Dart is going to be key just like we saw with Spencer Rattler. We don't want to see a 275 and 3 through the air and um 84 on the ground and a touchdown stat line from Dart because if you see that stat line you're going to lose the game. Plain and simple, you will lose this football game if he puts up big numbers. You have got to slow him, which is going to come down and we'll talk about this when we talk about match, you know, matchups, games within the game. But secondary is going to the pass rush is going to have to bother him, be in his face all game, make him make mistakes, sack him a bunch. And then the secondary has got to hold up. I mean, I know that's we're beating the drum, but you got to hold up. If the secondary doesn't hold up, you're not going to win this game. He will pick you apart and it will be easy in the story. You will lose this game to Ole Miss if the secondary has a Miami or, or Alabama type game. They have got to be ready to go. They have got to lock in. They have got to play good football in the secondary. The next thing I have here that is going to be important in this game is Lane Kiffin's analytics. We, we hear it all the time. It's, it's one of those cliche-sounding things. But Lane Kiffin, I mean, if it's fourth and three or less, he'll go for it on his, on his own one-yard line. I mean, that's obviously a joke, but he he will go for it. That's why I just don't like playing against Lane Kiffin, because you feel like you've gotten the stop, and then here we go—that he's on his own forty-seven, going for it, fourth and four. Like he just—he's gonna do it. You gotta be ready for it. You have to know that you're going to. He's gonna go for it when he gets, you know, inside the forties. You know, inside his forty and Texas a forty, he's gonna go for it a lot. When it's fourth and four, fourth and three, anything less than that. He's gonna go for it. You gotta know that. You gotta be ready for that. You have to be prepared for that. If you're not prepared for it, it's gonna be difficult to, you know, understand it. Now, the other positive to that is that it sets up your team in good field position a lot. They're not gonna get it every time. I mean, I if I had to put 10 bucks on it right now, I'd say that they get set up. I'd say they go for a fourth down like five times in this game. Around you know, if you stop them, two or three of those times, you're going to be set up with good field position. Good field position, goodness. Sorry, good field position a few times in this game. Now, obviously, if they go for it on text on your. 24 it's different than if if they go for it on their own 47 like the the field position is different there but they go for it between those 40s a lot which will set you up with good field position if you can make a stop that's going to be a key he loves it he loves going for it that being a he being coach kiffin he just loves going for it on fourth down you got to be ready for it got to be prepared for it because it's going to happen it's going to happen he loves it he loves analytics it it gets annoying playing him because you like we we know well we got to stop four downs you know unless you stop them before they get to the 40, watch out because they're going. So that's going to be part of this game. Fourth down stops is going to be, you know, we're going to talk about keys to a victory. I'm willing to bet that, that I'm going to have stopping Ole Miss on fourth down as a big key to victory for the Aggies on Saturday. We're going to talk about some more things you have to do to win this football game, like stopping the ever-so-great Quinshawn Judkins. We'll do that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. First, we're going to talk about our wonderful friends over at Game Time. I talk about it all the time. Game Time is the best place to get all of your tickets, last-minute tickets to concerts, comedy, sporting events, anything you need a ticket to, they got you. I absolutely love Game Time. It is, it's just they beat people's prices. That's what matters. Stuff's expensive right now. Stuff's expensive bills are expensive game time lets you be able to go to a ball game for cheaper it's a ton of fun it's it's awesome to be able to go to a game and go okay if i would have if i would have bought my ticket on this website i would have paid 34 more dollars than but i got it on game time for cheaper i love using game time it just gives you cheaper tickets it is absolutely the best way to go get all your tickets Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LockedOnCollege for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So, some more things that Tech Sam's gonna have to do to win this game against Ole Miss on Saturday. The first being. Stop Judkins. Quinshawn Judkins is one of the best running backs in the SEC. He is kind of heating up back-to-back 100-yard games, but he kind of got off to a slow start that not many people were anticipating. He's a really good running back. I think that you've got, when it comes to best running backs in the conference, I think you've got Davis at Kentucky and then Judkins. I mean, I think it's pretty simple is that those guys are two great running backs, but I'm taking Judkins. I'm taking Judkins over Davis. He's a good running back, and that is what scares me. I feel like Texas A&M has played a bunch of teams this season that you look at it, and it's like, well, they're okay against the run, but they can't throw it. That would be like a team like Auburn. Or um, you could say that about a team like Arkansas, but it seems like Arkansas just can't do anything anymore. But point is this team can throw it, and this team can run it, and you got to watch out. We talk. We, the word balance is is a word we use a ton here on Locked On Aggies. But th- this this Ole Miss team is balanced. They can beat you in every facet of offense. They move it through the air, move it to the ground. You got to be ready to go for Judkins. He's just a really good football player. If you don't watch out for him, you're going to be in trouble. So you, I mean, it's one of those. I always say you're not going to stop him. You're not going to stop Judkins. You can slow Judkins passing attack. Like you can stop Dart, like I said, Spencer Rattler that was stopping him, that wasn't slowing him, that was stopping him. Whatever he had, buck 75, you know, that's stopping him. Dart, you know, you can stop Dart Judkins. No, he's gonna get his, he's gonna get his bend, don't break, hold him to like 85, 100 yards. Just don't let him have the 204 rushing yards and three touchdowns type of day. Don't let it happen. He's going to have 80, 90, 100. He's going to. It's just going to happen. They're going to feed him. They're going to run the football. It's what's going to happen. You just can't let him explode for a big game. The other thing about Judkins is he just he breaks tackles. He's going to run for four and five yards. Don't let him run for 12 and 13 yards. That is what you've got to avoid when you're playing against Quinchot Judkins. Four or five yards, we can live with it. Don't love it, but we can live with it. You know, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, that, you can't have it. You can't let him really break these runs. You've got to slow him. You can't let him put up those big big um, runs or it's going to be hard to win this football game. So the uh, Ole Miss also has three receivers that are over 500 yards, so they, they spread the ball out. They get the football to a lot of different guys when it comes to the receiver room. They feed a whole bunch of guys. You have got to be prepared for that. You got to know. And the thing I don't like about that, I almost like playing a team that just has a guy like a neighbors over at um, LSU, or you know Leggett last weekend at South Carolina. And um, there's others, you know uh, Luther Bertrand at um, Old Ma- I'm, I'm sorry at Missouri. I almost like that because you can kind of just game plan for them. You can double team them. You can bracket them you can chip them you can do things to slow them when you have three guys that are talented wide receivers there's not much you can do about that i mean at that point any one of these guys can beat you on any given night you have to know that you have to be ready to go for that i don't know what game plan will be for that coach jerkin's gonna have to come up with something special because this is not going to be an easy thing to stop when you've got this many talented players. So. We need to see something. We need to see them, Texas a and slow this Ole Miss wide receiver room. Not going to be the easiest to ask in the world. Once again, this is a good wide receiver room, a good quarterback fun in the football. But here's the deal. We talked about a lot. If they burn you for you know, 110, 80, and 75 yards between the three of them, you're in trouble. You are in trouble. So you've got to try and slow these guys. Secondary's got to be ready for the ball to get spread to a whole bunch of different players. Um, So speaking of Ole Miss, they're third in the SEC in total offense. They average 474 yards per game on offense, 286 passing yards per game on offense, and then 187 rushing yards per game on offense. So once again, that's a pretty balanced attack, almost 300 through the air, almost 200 on the ground. They can do it in both ways. You got to be ready for it. The other thing I've got here is um, Ole Miss is a good kicker. I, I know like, not like we can game plan for that, but you have to know if they stall anywhere from the, let's think, I always do the math. 35 yard line, add 10 is 45, add 7 is 52. So anywhere the 35 and in, they can kick it and they can kick it well. You got to know that. You know, I know we don't sit here and talk about having a good kicker a lot, but at the end of the day, this guy's I think he's missed three field goals. I think he was like 13 for 16 and he hasn't missed an extra point. So, um, this guy can kick and you got to be ready to go for that. If they're within 35, they're going to put three points up on the board unless Lane Kiffin goes for it. So, um, you know, that is something to pay attention to, something to know that, you know, we got to be careful. We got to try and, and, and get some sacks, get some turnovers once they get the football in Texas, A&M's you know side of the 50 because if you don't they're going to make field goals if they don't go for it so you got to be ready for it the next thing i have here is olmes has a talented pass rusher in jared ivy five and a half sacks on the year good pass rusher watch the tape on him he intimidates me a little bit big guy six foot five he can he can get after you so you got to be ready for that they don't get like i said they um I think let me pull the number on that for the season. Unless I already did. No, but let me pull the sack number. Oh, yeah, I already did. Yeah, we talked about it. It was 30. No, I have it here. Already. 30 sacks, 3.75 sacks per game. So, all miss is going to get after you. Um, ironically, ironically, the Ole miss, or um, the text saying, and we talked about yesterday, PFF grades were bad. The PFF grades were bad, but the pass-blocking grades were better. Max Johnson still was hit a handful of times, still was sacked a handful of times, but hopefully that's a good omen for a step in the right direction. Um, so that's that's a positive for me. It, maybe this offensive line can be better, but Ole Miss, 30 sacks on the year, they're average, averaging 3.75 sacks a game. That's a good number. You know, that's a good number. you got to be ready for it they're going to get some a little bit of pressure. The offensive line has got to have a good game. They've got to give Max Johnson time. You just have to give Max time. If Max has time, I'm still a believer he can pick you apart, but he's got to have time. And since he's taken over for Connor Wigman, he hasn't had time. You've got to give him time. The last thing I have here, I'm not a believer in the Ole Miss environment. I'm not. I'll tell you this. It's Halloween weekend. We all know what Halloween weekend means for the for the college kids. That means a lot of a al- uh, lot of alcohol, a lot of adult beverages, a lot of partying, big old three day bender. Now you have to kind of lock it in, you know, and, get, and and get ready for this weekend. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. You got your your internal organs yelling at you. A lot going on there. No, I'm obviously kidding, but my point is, I just don't think the environment at Ole Miss is great. I just don't. It's not a road environment that intimidates me. Playing in Baton Rouge at at seven or six o'clock that scares me. That is terrifying. Playing in Oxford at night, I just it doesn't scare me. I'm not scared by that environment. So. Um, you know, that's just something to pay attention to. I'm not. I'm not terrified of the Ole Miss environment, but these are the things that the Aggies are going to have to do to win the game, or are going to have to pay attention to. We'll talk about match, biggest matchups, and keys to a win throughout the week. But those are the things immediately that jump off the page at me, and I go, "Okay, we got to pay attention to this." Texas A&M played Texas Tech in a scrimmage the other day and lost. We're going to run through the stat lines. We're going to run through the box score. We're going to talk about some numbers that need to be better for the rest of the season coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. First, we have got to talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. With any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over unders, and more. Visit fanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. The basketball team did indeed have a scrimmage. They took on Texas tech and they did not win. The Aggies lose this game. 84 to 89. The numbers we're going to run through here. And of course you're playing without marble. We do not have an update on that situation. I'm I'll keep y'all in the know with what I know. And as of right now, it's not much Uh, buzz is keeping this kind of like coach Fisher does. He's keeping this close, close to him. So, I don't know what's going on there, and I don't know when we're going to know what's going on there. But uh, you got – so Wade Taylor had 25 points. He was 5 for 13 from the field, but he was 4 for 9 from the three-point line, 11 for 14 from the free-throw line. Then you had uh, Boots was 5 for 11, 1 for 3 from the three-point line, 1 for 1 at free throws, 12 points. Hefner, 6 points, 2 of 5 from the field, 0 of 3 from 3. Then you got the transfer, Lawrence, only had two points on one or two shooting. He did have five rebounds in 13 minutes. Um, Henry Coleman, 7 of 14, 16 points, 2 of 4 from the free throw line, nine rebounds, one assists. Not a ton of assists in this game. Only eight assists, which is, I kind of look at that and I go, wow, that's not a ton of assists. So you lose the assist battle. Texas Tech had 16 and you had eight, so they, they doubled you up on assists. That's um. That's oh, not, that's not something to monitor, we will say that. But the numbers that stood out to me immediately. You know, Wade Taylor, here's the deal. He's a guy, 5 for 13, you go out, keep shooting because he's going to make shots. 25 points, 5 for 13, 4, 9 from 3. He's going to figure it out. He's going to score. Keep shooting. He's a guy, I'm not going to be mad at him for taking a shot. If he's having a game where he's off, keep shooting because they're going to fall. Keep shooting um 14 turnovers in this game i mean that's a lot i think you actually won the turnover battle oh no you didn't tech, uh, tech only had 10 turnovers but 14 turnovers you've got to be better you can't turn the the uh, turn the football we're in football mode you can't turn the basketball over 14 times that number needs to be reduced a lot especially knowing this is a veteran team you would think that, you know, older guards, you don't turn the the I keep saying football, ah, you don't turn the basketball over as much when you have veteran guards. And that's what we discussed as to why we're so excited about this basketball season is because you're a team full of veterans. So 14 turnovers is too many. Once again, the first thing I want to say and I should have led with this. Everybody Aaron Rodgers, relax. I, I truly I'll be honest, I am in no way concerned about this. Uh, Texas Tech shot the ball well. It's going to happen. They shot 41% from three, 14 for 34. It's going to happen. A teams are going to make threes. This stuff happens all the time. I'm not concerned about this game. I'm I'm really not. I'm just – I think that this team's going to be fine. I think the Aggies are going to be okay. But the things that need to get cleaned up, like I said, 14 turnovers is too many. 22 of 33 from the free throw line, you got to be better than that. That's 10 points. I always say this. It's cliche, but – you, know, you lose by 45678. Lose by 5 points, you make six of those free throws, you win the game. I know we can't sit here and do that, but that's what I'm saying, you got to make free throws. Then you're um in the second half, you're 3 for 13 from 3, 7 for 23 overall. Um that number, I'd like to see a little higher percentage, What was it 30% from 3? Uh 7 for 23. I'd like to see a little bit higher three-point percentage than that going forward, but you know, it is what it is. Then um, you out-rebounded Texas Tech 42-28. I do love to see that. Um, Texas Tech did have 21 points off turnovers, which I don't love to see that. And Texas a m had 22 bench points, which is not a lot of bench points. Well, I mean, Well, So uh, Texas Tech had 33. But the way I look at this is when you're a team full of veterans that you want in the basketball game a lot, 22 points off the bench. And, you know, college, they score – 80 points, you know, so let's say you score 80 points a game that, you know, around about 60 coming from your starters, 20 coming from your bench. I can live with that. I can live with it. Some teams like it to be closer to like 15, 30. I can live with 16, 20. I'm not going to be upset about it. But um, to sum this up before we call it a day, I am not concerned about this. I'm really not. I don't think it's a big deal. If y'all are concerned about it, let me know in the comments. Are you concerned about the basketball team losing in this scrimmage exhibition game? I'm not concerned about it. Texas Tech shot lights out from deep. The Aggies didn't have their best offensive game, turned the ball over a little bit, didn't make your free throws. These are things that are gonna get that can be and will be fixed. I'm not concerned. Season starts soon, and I'm not worried, frankly, about about this. Let me know in the comments though if you are concerned about it. That is gonna do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. Thank you so much for tuning in every single day. I appreciated a ton. Have a great rest of your day today, and we will. See you tomorrow.